Welcome to the Work Awesome Podcast. This is episode eight, job security, big world changes that can affect your career. Today I have Mike and Elise with me. Uh, Elise has been on the podcast a couple of times now. Mike, you're new to the podcast, so welcome. Um, we're talking about these kind of job security tips and, and things that might uh, happen in the world. Obviously the big one is the pandemic that uh, affected a lot of people and a lot of people's jobs. But before we jump too much into the topic, let me just explain more about the description. Job security is a real thing. No one wants to see the day when your boss walks in and lets you go. In this episode, we'll talk about significant world changes that might um, give you some hints before getting that terrible surprise from your boss. Uh, so, Mike, before we jump into the questions, can you just give us a quick background on what you do for the company? And um, you are working direct, so what you do um, a little bit for your customer. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I work, obviously... Uh, for AV and supporting directly to the DOD uh, Department of Navy, specifically PMA 205, which is aviation training systems and training ranges. So if you want to think about simulators, aviation simulators, uh, whether it's helicopter, fighter, uh, the you know, prop or big jets, um, and uh, we also do air traffic control simulators, uh, and, and the budgeting and uh, to make sure that they talk together. So there's, as technology is advancing, we can actually fly a simulator in, uh, in, a, in Hawaii with an F-18 and fly a simulator in Norfolk and to actually bridge those so those guys can fly together. So we're, we're making lots of technological bounds. Um, and then the training range is not to be uh, uh, remiss in talking about that, but you obviously have to fly airplanes in space and without restrictions. So away from civilians um, and the integration and uh, how that actually plays into making tomorrow's pilots better by uh, instituting uh, new technologies today, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. It's cool to hear because um, you actually have one of those interesting jobs that I personally am interested in because of the whole simulation aspect of it. It's cool to hear that um, we now have folks all over the country um, that can fly together in this kind of virtual environment. So very cool. It's amazing. Um, so let's jump into the actual topic for this episode. Um, I would love to just talk Mike's ear off about his job, but um, let's start with just defining job security. Um, Elise or Mike, do you have just a basic off the top of your head definition of what you think job security is? Oh, from my perspective, job security is kind of knowing that your job is going to continue forward. Uh, that it's not coming to an end in the near future. Um, and I think there's plenty of ways that you can kind of build job security, but sometimes it's completely out of control depending on how the business itself is doing or other outside factors, like you mentioned, the pandemic and things like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, I, I had an idea uh, that kind of, it wasn't like a light switch for me, but it kind of right. turned on over time. Okay. Um, so I'm a 27-year veteran. So obviously I had what I felt like was job security by doing the best I could every day. And sometimes it was better than other days. Um, but I went, I went to work uh, with three, three goals in mind. And that was one to have fun. That was two to make people that I work with around me a better environment for them to work and help them be better workers. And then to make 
the Air Force or the Navy or the Marine Corps a better a better institution, uh, you know, for my working for them. So if I did all those, then I could count on having a job tomorrow and a paycheck every two weeks. And and to me, that's what job security was, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wrote down one of the official definitions I found. This one's from the Houston Chronicle online. It just goes by the Cron. Um, but job security, the way that they define it is the assurance that you'll keep your job without the risk of becoming unemployed. Your job could be secured through terms of an employment contract, collective bargaining agreement, or labor legislation that prevents arbitrary termination. Um, where there is no job security, employees are at high risk of losing their jobs. So that very technical, but I definitely like your answers better. It kind of breaks it down um, in, a, in a more human uh, way that people can relate with. Um, so really this episode, I think is, I mean, the easy one is to, to focus it around the pandemic and talk about how the pandemic affected um, job security across the world. Um, so because of the pandemics, um, and I don't know if this is actually official, but I would assume that we were in some sort of recession during that time. And maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, but recessions obviously are a big factor of, of job security and, and people losing jobs. So um, I want to quickly talk about how a recession can affect your job. Um, and let me just define a recession, I, I guess, first. So according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, it's a widespread and significant decline in economic activity lasting for a number of months. Instead of growing, the economy shrinks, bringing with it declining incomes, employment, industrial production, and retail sales. Um, there's a lot more in that definition. Again, that one's from the Houston Chronicle. Um, but basically, it's when we aren't um, growing as a country. Uh, so I guess the question here is how, how, can, how can a recession affect your job uh, if you're not careful? It would, are there obviously there's signs in like the news, there's signs all over the place that a recession is happening. What should people start thinking of when a recession hits um, that, that is related to job security? The first step is to be prepared in advance uh, because for this re most recent recession, the folks that were losing their jobs didn't have control over it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of retail stores just straight up had to close and thus the employees had no job. So the most important thing to do is just financially prepare so that it's not as big a burden for you and your family. Uh, from what I was reading, typically you should prepare by having three to six months of uh, savings built up that would cover all of your bills and expenses. So that would just give you enough time to get through your job loss, get your resume up and running, um, file for unemployment if you're eligible for that, and then um, get some time to apply for new positions. Yes. And Mike, I, I don't want to bring up any bad blood with past employees, but I know, uh, or employers, but I know um, during the pandemic, you actually switched to work for Avian, which is actually, I think it's a really cool story. So uh, if you don't mind sharing, please, I encourage that. But if, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine too. You know what, Ian, I, I, I didn't know if I was a targeted uh, guest tonight or today. <laughs> um, and, and obviously my story is one of thousands of our, yeah. of our nation and of our, our global economy and workforce. So my story, you know, obviously I, I don't mind sharing that with uh, all the viewers. Um, you know, 
I was talking about being uh, in the military, and I did two branches over 27 years. I wasn't what you call a job hopping type of person, right? right? right. So I was pretty committed to my employer and and you know growing our capabilities and and uh, making it a better place. Well, you know, the time came when I retired, and I had. Uh, Applied to, I was a military aviator, so I wanted to be a, uh, you know, when I grew up, I wanted to be an airline pilot and finish the rest of my life flying in the blue skies, you know, to beautiful tropical destinations and have half the month off and take my kids all over the world and blah, blah, blah. Well, COVID put a spin on that that really kind of, I mean, it really changed my professional career. So, um, on average, back in, I'm going to say February of uh, 2020, 2020. We, were, we as an airline industry were flying 2.6 million passengers domestically daily. Wow. And by April 15th, that number had dropped to 80,000 daily. Wow. So, I mean, that is significant. And with yeah. the infrastructure that the airline industry had, you can't support the airplanes and the employees um, indefinitely. Uh, with that kind of, yeah, you can't have that kind of cut and expect a pay cut. Right. So uh, we, we got the, and of course, everybody's unknown. People are dying. Um, that's really impacting families. Um, people are losing jobs. That's impacting families. Yeah. Um, but nobody knew how long this was going to last. And, you know, a year later, I mean, we're still saying, well, it's been um, to the day almost. It's been a year since uh, the county school shut down. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we got we got a couple of uh, legislative uh, relief acts uh, that kind of helped put uh, transfusions and band aids on things, um, but it really didn't fix things. Right. You know what I mean, the, you still didn't have the demand. So that's when in August I was like, hmm. Let's see. I was enlisted and I was a military officer and I've worked on airplanes and I live five miles from Pax River. Maybe, just maybe, right. there's something I could do that would be a little bit more, uh, ha- offer me a little bit more job security um, and, and, uh, and and just pursue that. And it was actually, I'm going to throw a little bit tidbit in for you, but I started watching YouTube and trying to educate myself. And that's where I came across this Work Awesome podcast because I was trying to prepare myself for interviews and, mm-hmm. you know, for a guy who's only done two interviews in his life, I, was, right. <laughs> I found myself at a deficit. Um, so, but, you know, really that was my story. I, I wasn't going to get furloughed, but I was looking at getting downgraded from a captain to become a first officer. That's about a, a 50 ish percent pay cut. And it wasn't, I mean, I, I just didn't, I, I've got a 19 year old daughter and a 17 year old son and I wasn't ready to go from, tuna fish a hundred percent of the time. You know, that, yeah. That wasn't my game plan. And so, uh, so here I am and I'm a happy, uh, a happy employee at, at Avian, but it required professional flexibility on my part. And I'm yeah. only here because of opportunities that have been extended to me, uh, through previous, you know, previous bosses that were like, you need to go do that. And I was like, I want to go fly all the time. You need to go do that. <laughs> no, I want to go fly all the time. Well, right. it turns out that, I, I can provide for my family better for the the breadth of uh, experience that I have now. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like there were definitely some um, 
signals that that <laughs> your your job was potentially at risk. Uh, you obviously saw those signals and and started looking elsewhere, um, which segues greatly or greatly nicely into my next um, topic here. What are some of those common signs that your job might be at risk? That your jobs you have some job insecurities. Um, Mike, obviously, you mentioned a few in in your story. Um, off the top of my head, aka the list I have here, um, new management could be a signal of of some um, job risk that might be coming your way. Mergers and acquisitions um, being handed fewer responsibilities. At least, do you have any other? Well, I'd say in our industry, one interesting um, factor around job security is our contracts. They mm-hmm. have a duration of time that they last for. So most are three, four, five years, right. depending on when we have won them or picked them up. Um, so as we get to the close of those contracts, everybody on that contract is at risk, basically. And we do our best to recompete. And we hope that we have the best team and the best proposals to rewin the work. And if we don't, we hope that the team that does win the work keeps the employees on and, and they get to go with that same job. But in our industry, that's definitely a big factor of job insecurity. Yeah, like you said, hopefully if, if we do not win that recompete, the new team that takes it over, hopefully they, they make a seamless transition, but unfortunately that doesn't always happen. Um, so it's just something to think about, especially like you said, in our industry, if you know your contract is up for recompete, um, maybe it's a good time to start updating your resume. Uh, and it, it, it and might, even it, trying to find something within the company somewhere else for the employee to go with an updated resume that is um, going to help get us an uh, opportunity to find another billet that you could potentially fill. Yeah, and it, and, and it might not even be necessary to update your resume, but at least you're doing it um, kind of uh, in advance just in case uh, kind of thing. Mike, any other kind of signals that you can think of? Sure. Um, you know, if your boss wants to start having weekly meetings with you yes. and mentoring you, then that kind of should put you on notice. Like, okay, you know, let me have some self uh, introspection here. And, you know, is there something I'm really lacking or is there you know something I'm deficient in? And, you know, and, and that's really the first step in a, in a good management team. We're like, okay, let's reach out to the employee because you first want to remediate before you terminate. Right. I mean, it's, it, 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 it saves a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of pain. Um, it costs the company money to fire somebody, and it, you know it obviously costs the the person. Um, and then you know you you know you get to the the verbal and the writ, written warnings, and I mean yeah. you know it kind of it kind of builds up. And I'm not saying that all boss, all meetings with a boss man is a, a bad thing. Um, you know if they want to come talk to you, it, it may be just hey, let, you know what, what's the game plan? Let's strategy you know develop a strategy for a way ahead for X, Y, and Z. But uh, I mean, you kind of know the the tenor of the conversations going poorly when when it's okay. We're going to break this out. And this is what I expect, and this is you know how I'm going to measure it. And that's that's kind of a to me the first sign. Um, right. Yeah. Definitely. There's a there's a few other that I had written down here. Um, I would say also keep an eye on the company itself. Like, yes. is the culture changing? Are you all of a sudden, are they pulling back on the summer picnics and the holiday parties? I mean, under non-pandemic right. times. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, are, are they still hiring? Because the first thing that will happen is uh, they'll stop hiring. The first positions that maybe will start to go is the recruiters because mm-hmm. you don't need a recruiter if you're not hiring. So watch what's happening within wow. the company um, and the success or the 
the downturn of, that the company may be having because that would be a, a red flag that other cuts internally may be on their way. Yeah, um, some of the other ones I had were like pretty much along those same lines. Important clients are jumping ship, so they're finding other people to work with. Um, the company won't pay for experience, so you're not getting those regular pay raises that you might normally get. Other companies in your industry, and Mike, this is kind of um, along the same lines as like your airline industry. Other other companies are um, experiencing layoffs as well. Um, you're being asked a lot of j questions about your job. They've hired somebody else with the same skills. There's a ton of signals. Uh, it's definitely just a matter of knowing um, what those signals are. Like Elise mentioned, the pandemic kind of put a weird twist on it. So um, us, Avian as a company, we aren't having a holiday party. We aren't having a um, summer picnic, but that's just because it isn't responsible to have that many people in one area. Um, hopefully by, uh, what did the president say, like July when everybody is actually vaccinated and we have this herd immunity, hopefully we can start doing some of that stuff again and, and um, really build our culture back up because the pandemic did some work on it, I think. And even though we weren't having our regular uh, events, we still saw an effort from Avian in our um, events that we could have and still giving away raffling prizes that we would have raffled at the, the holiday party. So you still saw the same efforts. It was very clear that it was pandemic related. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike, something to look forward to are the holiday parties <laughs> well, and summer picnics. <laughs> at least, yeah, I'd like to piggyback on that comment. Um, and I think, you know, we've been talking about what's, what's a sign of being terminated of our company going south. But this is a sign of a company going uh, north and prospering, even in challenging times. And right. that's kind of like the companies you want to be with is what yeah. I, I would fathom. And so, you know, just I, I know this isn't a, um, uh, a company specific audience, but in, in spite of the pandemic, there's hiring going on. In spite of a pandemic, there's still build a bed going on and people are getting together and supporting the community. And so there's com community outreach. There still is people, you know, that there still are people trying to, you know, celebrate the holiday season. And w when that's prospering, those are signs that it's fertile ground. It's good, a good place to be, good place to work with, you know, good, good workers to have as teammates, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's shift over a little bit. Um, so we talked about the signals. We talked about a potential recession is usually the, the biggest um kind of thing that uh, signals that indicator. Yeah. yeah. Indicator. Thank you. Um, what should you do if you are laid off from your job? What are some of those first steps you take? Um, I can start off with applying for unemployment. At least you talked about that a little bit already. Um, updating your resume. Any other um, steps you should take right away if you are laid off from the company that you're working for? For me, I, I don't know if it's right away, but my tip would be treat your unemployment like your full-time job. So yes, once you filed for unemployment, updated your resume, uh, spend your like eight hours a day trying to find work. Right. Uh, there's county resources in our area. Um, you can, uh, for our local area, we have what's called a technology handbook. So you can learn about the other uh, GovCons in the area. You can find their websites, see what they're, uh, what they're hiring for. Um, and then you can obviously do all the, the other LinkedIn, um, make sure that you're utilizing social media. Even if you've never been on social media, it's it's the new way to find employment. So yeah. you utilize all those resources and treat it like a full-time job. Yep, that's a great tip. That, that was, 
yeah, at least again, the LinkedIn, I'm, I'm just going to hop on that because I, I really, I created an account probably in 2009 or 10 and it lay dormant until last, until last summer. Right. And really what I really missed out on, on was a lot of connections and industry news. And, and it's not just about employment, but you, you need to put your resume. You can link your resume to that. You can kind of see what's going on in the community. And, and generally, if you're getting laid off, yeah, like in my case, I mean, I kind of just felt this undercurrent. It wasn't like this one big tsunami got me. It was like, okay, it's just not getting better. And it's still not getting better. And my company's lost millions and millions of dollars daily. And like, okay, I've, I've got to go to, I've, I've got to, you know, find a, a different ship to be on. And so that, number one, write your resume, update that resume, start putting feelers out, tell people that, you know, hey, you know, do you know anybody who's looking for somebody with the kind of experience that I have? Because, you know, that, that network from previous uh, workers, your your previous peers, hey, that's a guy I'd like to work with in the future. I mean, that's, that's invaluable and that's an asset. But you have to have your mind open. Don't be like, the ship's not sinking and the ship's right. going bloop, 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 because... Yeah. Yeah, you'll be on that ship if that, if you're not if you don't take action. Yeah, um, the last few that I had written down were tap into what they're calling the hidden job market. So this is like, yes, there's the ads on LinkedIn and all the job boards and newspapers, um, but make a list of the companies that you want to work for, and then contact those companies directly to at least get your name on their um, radar. So. Um, Potentially a good tip. I don't know if Sarah, our recruiter, would like that too much. Well, just most being, uh, companies, you uh, for equal employment opportunity, you need to be applying on their website. Yeah. So it definitely doesn't hurt to get your foot in the door, but uh, start following them on yep. social media. Uh, and then look at their – everybody has their open positions online. So a lot of employee, employers will have a general resume yes. spot so you can you can pop your resume in there and that would be the i would say the the legal way to to put your right. resume in their profile and then every time they're searching you're gonna come up if you're a qualified candidate yeah and we did we have talked about that before on the avian website and the avian job board we have future opportunity postings for each of our regions um so if you're in the pack river area you can put your resume kind of in this general slot if you're in um, Panama City Beach or San Diego, same same deal where you can um, put your resume in for these kind of general slots. You could also use that hidden market, as you say, yeah. to tie you over. So there's all kinds of um, like DoorDash, all those kind of uh, independent jobs that you could pick up in the interim while mm -hmm. you're focusing on your career shift uh, to keep you afloat and to close the gap in your resume as well. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you know, part of that's like being humble. And yes. I mean, you said DoorDash and I started chuckling, but I don't want people to think I'm chuckling about the DoorDash guys and gals. What I was really chuckling about was I was thinking about becoming a forklift driver at Lowe's. I was like, yeah. you know what? I've always wanted to drive a forklift. And if I can't find, if I can't find a job, I will drive that forklift and I will work at Lowe's and, you know, I, <laughs> I'll make do somehow. Yeah. And maybe I would work at Domino's and to be a forklift driver. But I figured that would be like a good uh, respite and kind of like, okay, what am I really going to do? But I think, uh, you know, uh, at least, you know, how are you going to use that time productively? If you're going to be unemployed, you've got to be unemployed productively because you really don't want a six-month, 12-month break. I mean, if you, right. if you got a Band-Aid for, you know, three months, six months, nine months, that's understandable as long as people are seeing improvement. But uh, I think I think one needs to be humble too. Like, don't be above being a forklift driver and – 
don't be above being a DoorDash driver. You know what I mean? Just yeah, think outside absolutely. of the box and, and, and find those opportunities. If nothing else, it's going to give you a really good story when you start um, having interviews with right. recruiters. Yeah. <laughs> or it might like produce some good stories too. I imagine DoorDash drivers see some, some stuff when they're making their deliveries. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I just want to cover are uh, steps to ensure job security. So the three that I have written down are a good relationship with your manager, um, a regular salary increase. And we talked about not seeing that as probably a, a bad or a negative sign. But if you're getting regular salary, salary increases is probably a positive sign. Um, and then consistent opportunities for growth within the company. Um, are there any other signals that you think would ensure that um, people are or do have job security? Uh, I'll, I'll throw out if, if your employer comes to you with opportunities, like, hey, you know, would you be interested in pursuing a, a certificate in ABC, whatever that mm -hmm. is? And you're like, well, that's not really anything I really had on my radar scope. I had no internal drive or desire to do that. But my company and my boss wants me to do that. So let me exploit that. And that means the company's investing a t uh, time in you. Um, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, if the company you know, is trying to grow you and grow your resume, they're not growing you for another company. They're growing you for um, organic growth within. And that's a good sign. So that's something to to be aware of and also to take advantage of. I would say to uh, show up yeah. uh, to help secure yourself in your position. Uh, so if there's opportunities to volunteer or there's opportunities to participate in um, off after hour events, uh, all those things build relationships. And even mm -hmm. if your job comes to an end unexpectedly because of a pandemic or something, uh, you've now built those relationships that could connect you to other positions and make sure that you're not burning any bridges. Yeah, so if you are absolutely. let go and you are upset about it, like try not to burn any bridges on your way out because again, those connections are so important in securing future employment. Yeah. And, and along the same lines, you never know who's going to like stick your neck out for you. So um, there could be, like you're saying, other opportunities within the company, other opportunities at other companies, but somebody, if you're making those connections is going to be much more willing to help you out if they um, feel like they should or need to. All right, so I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, we're right about 30 minutes, so right on, on time. Um, thank you both for joining me today. Pleasure. Um, on the next episode, we are talking about building a portfolio. So a slight shift in, in topics, but um, this one's gonna focus more on the creative side of, of what we do as a company and also just our creative audience. Um, building a portfolio that is ready for interviews and um, presentable. So that should be a very exciting episode. I'm excited for that one myself. Well, thanks for sharing your story, Mike. It was yeah, really interesting awesome. to learn. Well, yeah, guys, I really, I really appreciate the opportunity. And um, it's great to be able to be on this show because I was watching this as an outsider, just mm -hmm. trying to be prepared for the next chapter and the work awesome experience. Like I didn't even know about Avian actually before I, before I met you, Ian. And uh, awesome. <laughs> so it's nice to be able to give give back a little bit, very little bit. But uh, I, I, it was a pleasure meeting you, at least. And and Ian, thank you for having me and hosting me. It's been a it's been an awesome experience. Great ride. Yeah. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you very much. All right. So with that, I will wrap it up and see everybody next time.
right, take care, hey guys. guys. Thanks for watching this video on YouTube. I just want to jump in and say that if you are not following the Work Awesome Network on all social media platforms, I highly encourage that. It's a place to get updates on blog posts, on new episodes, on basically anything related to the Work Awesome Network. So jump over to wherever you get your content from, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're on all the platforms. If you uh, are interested, we also publish these same episodes on audio platforms. So you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. So if you would rather listen to this in an audio format in the car, on the way to work in the office, I encourage you to jump over to those audio platforms and listen there. I also want to say if you're interested in learning about the company behind the Work Awesome Network, Avian, you can jump over to the Avian website at avian.com, A-V-I-A-N.com. Thanks again for watching this video. Please leave a comment, like, and subscribe. It helps the video out. It helps it get in front of more people. Thank you again. And now back to this episode.